tasty. Too tasty. Listen, y'all going to get this podcast. Like I told y'all, the beginning of these playoffs. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Hey, hey, tasters. Happy Tuesday. And welcome to my table for episode 69 of Tasty Topics. Ooh, 69. Look, think maybe I'll get in a, some sex talk today. That episode number in front of us. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> so how's everybody this week? I'm glad to be here with you all. I'm going to jump right into my mentals, my mentals, because I have to um, taste this. Let me uh, tell you all that I got some news a couple of days ago regarding a family member. Look, take it to my trailer. Relatives, relatives that you wish were dead. And um, it was news about a relative somewhere along that range of my emotion and it kind of took the wind out of my sails, knocked me off my feet for a minute. And without giving away too much of my business, because I won't and I don't, as much as I share or you all think I share, I don't tell you as much as you think I do. I got a lot more going on than what I reveal at the table. So anyway, um, it was a lot. It fucked with my mentals for a moment, but I had to catch myself and I had to say, come on, Stella, don't let this take you down don't let it fuck you up you can still stand what they say girl stand up don't let this knock you over don't let it knock you out and you know what i didn't so there's that and um let's talk about episode 100 views of an x with host llama if you all go into your podcast platforms wherever you listen to podcasts from be it Spotify, Apple, all the streams, all the podcast platforms, you can listen to it. And I was the host. I gotta be honest, some people liked it. Some people loved it. Some people absolutely hated the episode. And for various reasons. Oh, you know, I over-talked them. I didn't let them get the story out. Blah, 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 whatever. Listen, Stella Belafonte is who Stella Belafonte is. If you don't like me, you don't have to listen to me. And if you love me, keep listening. And thank you for your support. But it was a very interesting episode. And again, everybody's not going to like who you are and what you do. And for those who do like and love me, I appreciate you. And speaking of liking and loving me, I want to shout out a taster who is apparently a dedicated listener. Mr. G, thank you for the DM. Telling me that you don't miss an episode. He's actually the first taster that ever told me that. And Mr. G, I just want to let you know that tasters like you are the reason why I keep this going. <laughs> so there goes my mentals. You know, just trying to make peace with me. Like one of my biggest obstacles is allowing other people's actions and reactions to change who I am. To disturb my peace, wreck my mood. And that's something that I'm slowly working on. You know, I take things to heart a lot of times. You know, but when I look at 
how I take things to heart. It's always about what some other person felt or thought or might have said. And it's like, how long in my lifetime am I going to keep allowing this to go on? It's like people going to be who they are. And I got to get over it, get past it. And I, I envy people who actually think that way. You really got people out here that just don't give a fuck. It's like, oh, well, fuck them. You know, like I want to shout out um, who I should add a disclaimer to this episode. I need to shout out um, YouTuber Tasha K. Right now, she is on the front line as far as you know what I say about Tasha K. If you don't follow her, um, she's a gossip. She That's what she calls herself proudly. She's a YouTube gossip blogger. I feel like Tasha K is the person at a carnival that's sitting in that booth where you throw the ball at the person sitting on a ledge and see if you could sink them, make them fall in the water. And when they pop back out, they taunt you like, ah, oh, well, what you thought I was going to drown? You didn't drown me. Ha, try it again. I feel like that's what she gives. And I really admire that about her. Like, no matter how many times... The ball hits the target and she falls in the water. She just pops back up talking her shit and doing her job and nobody's going to stop her. So, yeah, shout out to Tasha K for that. Again, she's another one. You might like her. You might love her. You might just despise her. But one thing you ain't going to do is change her. And I'm learning. So there goes my mentals. Now, as far as my body, yaddy, yaddy, I don't want to get too excited. But for the past few days, I'd say maybe over a week now, my sciatic nerve pain has not kicked in. I mean, I feel a little tingles. Anybody got sciatica, any of my tasters, and you know that tingly feeling that you get? I'm feeling less of the tingles. And I'm actually... I'm pretty good, like just walking upright. I don't, you know, I shouldn't, I don't stretch as much as I need to, but I'm not like getting locked up and feeling all stiff when I don't stretch now. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm telling you, when you have chronic pain, it makes you sit in that pain and think about all the times that you didn't appreciate being healthy. And whole and feeling good. I swear to God, there's times where I'm in so much goddamn pain. I really lay in the bed. You know how when you drink too much, you lay on the floor, look, you on your bathroom floor, like, please, God, take this shit away from me. I'll never get drunk again. That's the kind of pain that I'm in a lot of the times when I'm really just laying in bed, like, God, please, if you take this pain away, I'll eat right. I'll go to the gym in the morning. I'll, I'll stretch. I'll do all the right things. Please, God. And then you don't do the right things. You end up in pain again and, and complain. At least that's what happens with me. And um, tourist season is fast approaching. At first, I didn't have an actual plan for my birthday. I'm an April bull for tasters who didn't know. And um, I planned a little something. I don't want to talk about it because I want to see how it turns out. So if it turns out nicely, I'll talk to you about it. If it turns out to be shit, I'm still going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and um, you know what? Let's get into some tasty TV. Tasters, what are you all watching? When you're home and you got time off from work, 
and the kids ain't running all through the house getting on your nerves. Or you got some good snacks or some bubbly or whatever it is that you drink. What are you watching? So everybody's talking about the limited series Swarm on Netflix. I feel like I'm like one of the last of the podcasters to talk about it. So I'm not going to drag it. Um, You know what? Swarm is a, again, it's a limited series on Netflix, about seven episodes, directed by Donald Glover. That is um, the actor Donald Glover, a.k.a. the rapper Childish Gambino. He put this series Swarm up and it's I don't want to give too much away. It's just a uh, limited series about all of that. Just fandom. Like being a fan of these superstar singers. You know, that's why they call this swarm. Like, I, it, that that's obvious. Like, if you, you can Google it. And, um, again, like, not giving too much away. It's about what happens when fan obsession becomes fan mania. And it's like, I guess you can call it a horror comedy like a dark comedy. I didn't feel like there was so much comedy. It actually got kind of weird, you know, as you went along. And that's why I think you should watch it. Like, put it like this. If you're asking me if it was worth watching, I will say I'm not mad that I watched it. Give it a chance. You know, um, mostly all black cast, black directors, got some real funny moments. And it's a lot of wild Oh shit, like what the fuck was that for moments too? I think that's what Swarm did to a lot of people. Shout out to um one of my Instagram followers. She had put it in her stories that she just finished watching Swarm and she wants to like she needs somebody to help her unpack. <laughs> like she really wants to get into a discussion about swarm and you know what i'm ready to reach out to her when i'm free so that we can discuss i think that'll actually be fun but swarm is definitely it wasn't boring it's definitely not your average everyday type of programming and shout out to the young lady who played the main character of the swarm series her name is dominique fishback i'm late i had never heard of this young woman um, apparently this is not her first acting role. So I looked her up and I see that she was on a series called The Deuce. Any of my tasters was into that? I was talking to a homeboy about that and he got on me. He was like, yo, yo, you really didn't watch The Deuce? I think it might've been on Showtime about back in the days when 42nd Street was really, um, a red light district, a haven for pimps and prostitutes and drug addicts. It was crazy. And I'm old enough to remember when, um... 42nd area was like that and they called it the deuce but no I didn't watch the series and the young lady Dominique Fishback was a part of the cast of the deuce and let's just say her acting in Swarm makes me want to go back and give the deuce a chance just to see who she is outside of this series because Swarm it's like it kind of like I got a locked in image of this woman now like I feel like I need to see her in something else to believe that she has a personality outside of this she really got into character so yeah kudos to her and if she does win any award for Swarm it's well deserved but anyway let's get off of Swarm what about these Lifetime movies tasters nobody told me or I didn't hear I don't know how it came across my TV grid Tammy Roman from 
real world back in the days, basketball wives fame was in a crazy ass lifetime movie. One of those nighttime lifetime movies called Girl in the Closet. Tasters, when I tell you one of the this was one of the wildest um lifetime movies I've seen in a minute. And you know lifetime can get nuts with it. Do you remember Killer Grandma? Like, Lifetime is my shit. And I hadn't sat down to watch a Lifetime movie in so long. So this was a real treat for me. So anyway, Girl in the Closet is a story. Um, It's based on true events, too. You can look it up. About a black woman who was recently um sentenced to life in prison. Her and a few other cohorts for keeping people trapped in the basement of her home. Taking their social security money from them. Like, you know, it was like a couple of people that she had trapped, like mentally disabled, getting SSI checks. Um, One of the people was a relative of hers, a niece, actually. And she was making them have sex with each other. And they were making them have babies. And then she would just collect checks from the state from these babies and it was so nuts to me it's like don't the state question where you getting these babies from breeding them in her basement going downstairs when they would make too much noise with a bat threatening them with a bat starving them drugging them and again taste this this is based on a true story but when you look up the story be careful because they confuse this movie with events of some young white girl that was trapped in a a closet years ago and it has nothing to do with that you can actually google the story and um the woman who was arrested for the actual crime that this movie is based on is from out of philadelphia i think her last name might be weston or wesson and she's a black woman. And what put it like this, they did a real good job of bringing to the cameras what actually went on in that House of Horrors. That's what they call it. If you type Philadelphia House of Horrors, that would show up. And I want to shout out Tammy Roman. Listen, if anybody should be getting an award for their acting skills, I would say for this role, Tammy deserves it. She was so evil, and her evil acting was so believable. It honestly made my head spin. And apparently, she's going through something right now with her health, where she lost a lot of weight, and she's real slim, kind of drawn up looking, still pretty in the face, but it's like being skinny like this has given Tammy like a look, like a look about herself. And put it like this, if they did another live action, 101 Dalmatians, she could bring her look and play Cruella DeVille. And that's no shade. She's given like Maleficent with it. So when you get a chance, Tasis, check out Girl in the Closet on Lifetime. And also Remy Ma is in it. You know, it was just funny to see Remy Ma acting. Like uh, uh, kudos to Remy Ma for, for coming back. From such um, a major roadblock in her life. If you don't know what Remy Mom went through or what she did, I ain't about to get into it here. Look, Google it. So anyway, tasters, what brings us to today's table? Let's get into a main course.
Okay. So one of my homeboys, we're very close, sent me a message. He's in the dating game. I'm putting it out there. Yep, I'm putting your business out there, brother. I'm not putting your name out there, but I am telling your business because this is a very um tasty topic. And he's in the dating game. He's enjoying himself, having a great time. But he's trying to figure, and this is the message that he sent me. I'm really trying to understand how so many of these women that I go out with are trying to make me their man after just one date. Trying to make my friend their man after just one date. How do you feel about that, Tasters? Is it right or wrong? Hmm, let's talk about it. I need to take a short pause for the cause, but we're definitely going to get into it. Hello, Tasters. Stella Belafonte is back. I am back. I'm back. And thank you for your patience. When I walk away, or well, have to move away from my table, it... Um, you all could never imagine how much time has actually passed from when I said I need to take a short pause for the cause and um, when I actually return. But that doesn't matter. I am here in the hand now, real life, real time, and we're going to get back to my boy's message. So we were speaking about his message to me that after one day, these women just want to be with him. They want to be his one. And he can't imagine why. And I'm actually shocked at my friend that he's so shocked. Like, why can't you imagine why? Let's get into it immediately. Let's get a first taste of what women are versus what men are in the dating game. Women are ready for the most part. I'm not going back and forth about there's good and bad in every sex. That's not my point. I mean, when I say women are ready, when a woman says she is looking for a boyfriend or a husband or wants to have a baby, she usually means it. Women are generally very honest about their intentions when it comes to dating, whether you agree with those intentions or not. They will tell you, I'm not out here to play games. I'm not looking to mess around. I'm not into dating multiple people. Men, not so much. I'll tell you, let's say that they did a poll or a survey when it came to dating, especially with these online apps tasters. I promise you that when a woman tells you about her dating experience, let's just say, let's just take two people, male and female, that are just actively on the dating scene from meeting people organically and on apps. When a woman describes her dating experience, she probably have to take a big breath, like a deep sigh. Ooh, let me tell you, a man, when he starts talking about his dating experience, his face will probably light up. Because his dating experience is so different. And I remember my friend, the same friend that sent this message. At first, he didn't really get that because he felt like, but we're all out here dating each other. Yes, men are dating women, women are dating men or whatever you're into, but the styles and the types according to the sexes are totally different. I mean no harm, no shade, no foul. I don't know what goes on in the 
community. Right now, I'm talking about what happens in the everyday world of heterosexual dating, and it is a dirty, nasty, dangerous game. Oh, before I get into that, speaking of dirty, nasty, dangerous, I got a lot of um, listens and feedback on episode 67, Is It Kink Cringe a Criminal?, And I'd like to forward you to listen to the Cocktails podcast. They have a segment every week called Weird Sex, where they just read um, mail, emails from viewers who send in stories about people who got into trouble or actually hurt themselves or died during wild sex acts. So anyway, they were reading a letter about a young man who was just arrested and charged with murder because during sex with his girlfriend, he choked her to death. He strangled her to death. And it was supposed to be erotic asphyxiation. Didn't I tell you, Tasters, you better be careful with what you tell these men. You have to really watch yourselves and you have to ask yourself, why are you trusting? Because erotic asphyxiation, if you all don't know, is about getting a thrill from being choked during sex. But I'm not supposed to... Um, no one should die after the erotic asphyxiation. Ugh. You know what I mean. You shouldn't. I shouldn't be dead after you choke me while we're doing it. It's supposed to feel good. It's supposed to take me to heights of ecstasy that I have not experienced or I've experienced before. And I want to go there again. But if you kill me... I'll never go there again. So, yeah, um, yeah, just tying into that. Give Cocktails Podcast with Kiki and Medina a listen. They have some very interesting um, takes on sex. But now back to what I was saying. Yeah, I feel like if you did a poll between women and men who are actively dating, women would have really, um, I don't want to say terrible things to say about their dating experience, but the smile wouldn't be as wide when they're talking about their dating experience experiences versus men's I can even talk about myself which I will you should have known that was coming you know when I was dating it's like you have to really step through so much trash it's really slim pickings out here for women in the dating game especially if you are using those online apps I'm so anti-dating services right now and I guess it is because of my own experiences and the reason being I feel like Women, again, get on those dating apps and they're honest about their intentions while men are not. Or you'll have men who went up there and they thought they wanted one thing. You know, they might have been looking for love or maybe ready to settle down and all this other shit. But what happens is it's just so much variety. You know, men, you're so fortunate. While women have... Let's talk about our choices, Let's just say in a week, if I go online and I skim through 20 men, five of those men are going to have children, too many children, baby mama issues. Then I'd say three of those men are going to have issues with the employment. I just started working or I'm out of work right now. I'm in between jobs. What about the men that in that 20, that group of 20 that you skim through a swipe past that don't even have their own roofs over their heads. Oh yeah, I'm staying with my people right now or you know, um I'm 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 actively looking for a place. That's what we have to choose from. So then the one or two who are decent and left in that bunch to date 
on whatever app that you're on, they know that they're a catch. And they will treat you as such. They, a lot of these men on dating apps are cocky. They're arrogant. And not because they're so great, but they're greater than the worst of the worst. Now, let's talk about what men experience on dating apps. Oh, men, you are so lucky and so fortunate because there are plenty beautiful single women out here who are just ready for love. I know a lot of them. And so when it comes to dating for you all, it's like, <laughs> look, this is your dating experience. <laughs> Yeah. That's what y'all doing. Yeah. Y'all just taking numbers and, and, and putting them into your, your, your little black book. And you got you get to the point, men, when you're dating, sometimes you don't even realize, like with all of your choices, I know one habit that men online have of dating women online is being neglectful. You'll hear a lot of women say, you know, this guy hit me and I thought everything was cool. We were having a conversation on Monday. He was supposed to call me back and I didn't hear from him again. I went through that. I had an experience with this dude. He was so handsome and we were talking on video chats and everything. And then it just stopped. He went cold on me and I think I didn't hear from this man. I thought he had lost my number or deleted me and I didn't care. But um, he had the nerve, let's just say right now in April, he and I would communicate and everything was good, speaking two or three times a week, boom, he disappeared. And then I might have heard from him again in July. And you got men who really feel like that's okay. That's another thing that's going on in the dating world that I don't like. And I've spoken about this before. You got men who feel like because they are not yet your man or that they're not actually dating you or you haven't met yet, that they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you respect. They don't have to call you. If I said I was going to text you and I didn't, so what? And it's really bad. And another thing that goes on in this dirty dating game, for the most part, women are not taught about dating. Especially, I'm keeping it on my women, black women. I spoke about that before in an earlier episode that I posted called Date Them All. We're really not taught what dating means, how to date. You're taught, first of all, that you should keep your legs closed. Because if you don't keep your legs closed, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And um, what are we keeping our legs closed from? Men, because men are taught bravado. They're taught to be macho. They, they, you know, for men, dating means messing around. They used to call it playing the field, being dogs, you know, catting around. Look, being in any type of house pet. That's what men get away with. And women out here, we're not taught how to enjoy ourselves amongst men like that. What we're taught to do is run from them, protect ourselves from them, keep our legs closed. And then when we do open our legs, we have to be hopeful that we're able to lock one of these um, house pets down. And if we don't lock one of these house pets down, must be something wrong with us. I swear, I feel like we just, as black women, we are just not given any sort of guidance when it comes to love and dating, we usually have to live by example. Well, this is what I saw my mother go through and my aunts and my older sisters or cousins or my friends around me or, you know, whatever male figure you had in your household. You were hopeful, 
if you had good men in your life to meet men like that. But then you got outside and you realized that all men are not good men. And speaking of that, um, I need to know what's going on in a lot of these men's households that when they come outside, they just really don't know how to act in the dating world. Oh, yeah, man, you are in the hot seat now. I know in the dating experience, one of the biggest issues that I have is men not being honest about the intentions. So my boy that sent me the message said that he actually on his last date asked a woman, what is it that you are seeking in your quest for love and romance that you haven't achieved yet? Like Name one thing, one or two things. And you know what? I'm not going to give away what she said because that's her business. But that's how I feel. I feel, you know, when I was in the dating game and my quest for romance, one of my biggest problems was meeting men who were not honest about their intentions. Case in point, let's take it back to Mr. Big Wheels with his fine, fine ass you know, sometimes you see what you want to see, especially if the attraction is there. And this man was fine. I spoke about how beautiful he was. Just chocolate, waves, just gorgeous features, driving nice cars. You know, he had the whole outside aesthetic. On the surface, he was 100 all the way. A+. plus. But, you know, I guess you could say, I hate to use the term red flags, but um, the very first day that we met, he had um, texted me. And, you know, you got to be aware of men that text right away and call right away. I've learned that. You know what they say, looking back, that, that good old 2020 hindsight. It's not that it's thirsty, but there's something a little, um, it's like over the top. You're kind of laying it on thick. And when I say laying it on thick, when I first met him, I'm talking about hours after I met him, he sent me a text. And before I could even finish reading the text, he was calling me. And he said to me, you know what? Um, I was talking to the father about you earlier. And I'm like, what? Already? We just met and you talking to your father about me? He was like, nah, not that father. Face palm. says, you know what he meant. He told me that he was talking to God about me and God told him. That I was the one that he was supposed to meet. That he really feels like God directed us towards each other. Turned out to be a snake. And that I feel like men who throw God and religion in it just to get the draws. That is one of the most hurtful things that you can do to a woman as a man. Like I said, in the dating game... So many men are dishonest about the intentions. Then you got men who are dishonest about the intentions because they have this stupid belief system. Women can't handle the truth. They say they want the truth. And when you tell them the truth, they can't handle it. Yeah, because um, as I said in a comment on another podcast that was asking about why men lie so much during dating and relationships, that was the overall consensus from men that we can't handle the truth. It's not that we can't handle the truth, but we still want to be handled with care. We want to be talked to as women, like we're human beings. You don't have to sugarcoat the truth, but you can sure deliver it gently. Like if you are not into me and I'm not your type, there's a way to tell me that. Let's just say we go out on a date tonight. You know, we go have dinner and drinks and I'm thinking we're vibing. And the next day you realize that we're not vibing. Um, 
handle me gently. Just tell me like, you know what? I really, I, I had a nice time, but I don't see us going further. You know, just to let you know, like I'm still exploring my options and I'm sorry. I'm not saying this to hurt you, but that's really how I feel. Say that, but don't just go along to get along and you don't really like me. But you know what? I, I, I feel like men, the reason why they're dishonest a lot of times because everything again goes back to the sex. Getting the drawers, getting the drawers. I don't like this shit. I didn't enjoy myself on a date, but I'm going to see if I can still be. Like, what's up with that, man? I wish I could get a guest who could sit down with me, a few male guests, and talk to me about why sex, even after a certain age, is of such almighty importance. I know men who will really lie to and be deceitful to women that they have no interest in pursuing anything serious with just because they want to have sex with them so bad, even if it's just one time. Like, why is that so important? Like I said, that that's really a part of the macho bravado of men. And I just don't get it. Like, when does it stop? When do you say, you know, I've had all the sex. I've had enough sex to last me a lifetime. I feel like when men, it's, it's, sex must be like um air. You know how you can't get enough air to breathe. You'll never get enough to eat. You'll never have enough money. Sex must be like that because that's how they treat it in the dating game. So that's one of my biggest things. Um, I feel like men are just not honest enough about their intentions. And, oh, as far as my friend's original question, why... Are women trying to lock him down after just one date? I'm going to put it out there, tasters. My friend is a catch. I'm not using the word prize because I don't like prize. I don't think anyone's a prize. And we should never look at any man or woman as a prize. When I think of prizes, I think of that term they used to talk about people being trophies. Now, ain't no trophies out here. But when I say a catch... Yeah, he's good looking. He's all the things. Tall, handsome, good job. You know, it just speaks well. Not out here referring to women as bitches and hoes. Knows how to date. I sometimes sit and listen to his dating experiences and take notes like, oh, you did what? I want to go there. Um, Share the link with me. He done shared so many links with me because he goes out on so many fabulous dates. And... That's what it is. You know, my friend is in the dating game and you're meeting women who you probably have dated men before him that didn't know shit about dates. You got men out here at my age, 40 something years old, where right now you could exchange numbers with them. Let's just say you did meet in the streets. You didn't meet online and they pursued you. Let's just say you went to supermarket shop and they were shopping next to you. Took your number. First conversation, so what you into, um, what you like to do, you like to eat, oh, you like to travel, um, where you been? That's really a lot of what's happening out here. So when you meet a gentleman who has been places and done things, oh, I just came back from Barbados and I'm going to Spain in the next two weeks. And after that, at the end of the year, I've got a trip, a boy's trip. You know, me and the fellas are all going to Italy because they got a festival going on out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to a wine tasting too. Oh, you should sign up for that Brooklyn Rum Festival in August. You want to go with me? When a woman hears that from a man, it's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. This nigga is everything. And he's cute, too. That's the reason why women 
are trying to lock certain men down after just one date. Because there ain't a lot of him out here. For every him, there's 10. That's just a whole mess. Like I said, I could do a whole part two on my dating experiences and some of the messes that's out here. Like a whole show just based on my experiences alone. And it's really sad. But one thing I will say, and I want to express to my sisters, women who are single and actively dating, we got to hang some of the desperation up. Some of the pick me shit, you got to put it to the side. You got to hold on to your dignity, sisters. I know you're probably listening and like, how could you say that? Who are you to say that? Who am I to say? Because I know. And I see what's going on. And I've fallen victim to my own bullshit. Stop telling men on the first date how, you know, you don't really date. You know, you're just a a one-man type of woman. They don't need to know that. Because while you're sitting in a man's face saying that you don't date like that and you only date one man at a time, they're looking at you and, you know, watching your pretty lips while you're talking, your beautiful smile and looking down at your thick thighs under the table and saying, yeah, uh I get it, I get it, I'm like that too. While they got somebody, look, they sitting with you at dinner and they got somebody lined up for breakfast the next day and dinner the next night too. Yeah, you got to stop sitting in men's faces telling them about um, how you don't date like that. You're really not into dating more than one man at a time. And also this shit about when you love, you love hard. I've heard women say that. I watch, I don't know if you all watch Kendra G on YouTube. She has a dating show that's so fun. And a lot of women call in and one of Kendra's questions when she tries to find people love is why are you a catch what why would any man be lucky to be with you and you hear quite often because when I love I love hard I feel like that's a major um that's a turn off I feel like when people say they love hard it sounds like it sounds problematic like do you love hard or do you bring the drama Because what is loving hard? You're dating, or at least you should be dating. You're getting to know people. It's an experience. You know who you love hard? Love your husband hard after you done already walked down the aisle. Love your children hard. Love your family. Love who you are as a person. Love hard with that. But just out here running behind men. Because when I love, I love hard. Ridiculous. Another thing that women... It's a lot of you out here doing it, and I'm holding your feet to the fire. Stop all of the sexual talk and innuendo if you know that's not what you're into and you can't handle it. And there's a lot of women doing that shit in dating. They're, you know, the, I've seen it. There's another show that I love on OWN. How many of my tasters watch Ready to Love? Oh, yeah. I've seen, you know, the cameras are on some of the dates that these couples go on. And the women, are some of them on the dates are like nearly falling into the men's laps face first. <laughs> like, sis, what you doing? Like, you know, it's cute to flirt and have fun and be sexy. But everything doesn't have to be so heavy and overtly sexual. It's like, calm down, chill out, relax, enjoy yourself. Let this man enjoy you. You don't have to open yourself up 
and make him think that when it goes down, it's going to be the best sex that he ever had. That's another problem, too, tasters. I'm hearing from men that you got women that before the dates, well, you know, before they get serious with the woman, some of the first things that women are bragging about, and this doesn't get talked about often, is how great they are sexually. Or if you go on their social media, it's a lot of sexual posts and especially this new day and time that we live in. You know, everybody's such a freak. You know, it's a bunch of super freaks out here. Everybody swallowing nuts and standing on their head and, you know, sucking dick till the snot running down their nose. I'm not making this up, tasters. These are things that I'm seeing in posts. And I ain't talking about in your clothes, friends. These is in regular stories. These is just, just everyday memes and gifs that women are just posting. Like, <laughs> look, ma, no hands, yes, until the snot's running down my nose, until my eyes are burning. That's what I do. Like, what? I mean, if this is the type of shit that you're posting on your social media and you're out here actively dating and you're letting these men see your socials, it's like, I mean, what do you expect? But again, back to my friend's original question, and we can wrap it up there. That's why... um Women are trying to lock him down after the first date. You know, it's a damn shame. You know, women, we have to love and like ourselves more during the dating experience. But you know what I will say, and I'll put out there, I think things would be a lot easier and the dating game would be less dirty if, as women, we didn't give the Dusties a chance. Don't you just love that term? Shout out to my girl, Cynthia G, because I feel like she's the one that coined that phrase, referring to men who don't have their shit together as Dusties. I think we're only so crazy about the catches of the world because of our experiences with the Dusties. And it's not like we don't know that they're Dusties. I'm not talking about the deceitful Mr. Big Wheels who are actually fine and do have their shit together, but they're just not good people. I'm talking about the real Dusties. Like, tasters, if you're meeting a man online, in the streets, in the store, in, 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 in a bar, and he's telling you all the dusty things, leave his dusty ass alone. Don't date him. Don't date them. Stop dating men who are just so beat up and battered in life that when you do meet a man who's just regular, because I feel like a man who likes to date and travel and looks good is regular. But when all you're dating is fuck niggas, when you do meet a man who's regular, that man will seem like a catch and a prize. You know, if you're getting with men who... um. Yeah, I've been looking around for, I, 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 I put like three applications online. I know somebody should be getting back to me. Um, Yeah, my parole officer had um told me about uh, a, a, a good job that's lined up. Yeah, they said that I could be making like $14, $15 an hour plus overtime. Like if that's the type of men that you're giving a chance, you know, just on a regular Again, when you do meet somebody who is regular, he's going to seem super. He's going to seem like premium to you. And he's not premium. He's just a regular man having a regular dating experience. But he's a big deal to a woman who's accepting bullshit. So I guess I'll end it right here, tasters. Stop accepting bullshit. And you can send all of your opinions on my episodes to MizIronbox at gmail.com. That's M-I-I-M-I-Z-I-R-O-N.
B-O-X at gmail.com. And again, you can comment on my episodes on Spotify. You can comment. You can leave me messages in my DM. Or again, I appreciate the Gmails. If you have questions or if there's something that you feel like I didn't touch on. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about this before I leave the table. So speaking of my episode, um, the previous episode, the dead dicks episode, (laughs) um, there was a news story maybe days after I dropped that episode of a woman who's been arrested, some white lady, and she's been accused of poisoning her husband over a course of time with cyanide trying to kill him. And it actually, it was, it popped up on the news while I was at work in the crew room at work and everybody kind of chuckled. You know what I always wondered, Tasters, when you hear stories like that, why do we chuckle? Is it because of the description? Is it, it, or the audacity of it all? Or is it because deep down you say to yourself, I would have did a better job than that because I think cyanide trying to kill people with poison and shit is one of the most stupid ways to try to take somebody out. It's not like TV where you give a person a dose of poison and they clutch the throat and it's like, oh, poison, oh, I'm dead. It never goes like that. You ever see these cyanide poisonings? Like, I remember hearing about some Russian diplomat that was killed with poison over time. And when they showed his pictures before his death, he looked like he was turning into a zombie. I mean, why do people still bother trying to poison their spouses? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes forever and you always get found out. It's like when you hear the news story, it's like 36-year-old Mary Poppins of Hartford, Connecticut, was arrested today for in the poisoning death of her husband. It says that she's been adding cyanide to his lunch pail. Look, adding cyanide to his daily pastrami sandwich, she's been doing so for the past eight years. And it was found in his system and he has died. And she's been arrested for murder. Her bail has been set at $50,000. Like, it'd be like, get the fuck out of here, Mary Poppins. You're just putting cyanide in the pastrami. And then it gets worse. It's like, not only do these people, are they so stupid with the whole poison thing. They always get found out because of their online searches. Don't you know that when you kill somebody with poison, you shouldn't be, you should have like a a laptop or a phone that nobody can get into. Something that you keep in a safe at a bank when you want to look up how to kill a grown adult. How much poison does it take to kill a man who is six foot three, 200 pounds? Because that's the type of shit that people are looking up when they get caught or after they are arrested for poisoning their spouses. So anyway, I chuckled about that story because it was like, okay, I guess I ain't the only one thinking about dicks that we wish were dead. (laughs) But anyway, Tasters, thanks again for joining me at my table. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am looking forward again to tourist season. And in my um, description of dating, I was talking about 
Brooklyn Rum Festival. That's actually real. Look it up online, Tasters. It's called the Brooklyn Rum Festival. It's happening in August, and they're advertising it now. And I imagine that the reason why they're advertising it now, because it must be super lit. It, it Like me and my friends were talking about, they probably want to line everybody up. It's not just liquor. It's liquor, um, food, atmosphere and apparently i don't know if it's outdoors i didn't even look but i'm buying my ticket this week tasters what about you so all my new york city tasters of people visiting new york city you should go online and look up brooklyn rum festival and i hope to see you there in august so that's the end of my show and thank you for joining me at my table bye